Teague Show, starring pitcher Mark Hirschman and his personal catcher, Mike Keegan. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. live from the Governor's Comedy Club radio studio. Thanks so much for listening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday night, 9 p.m. It's the Hershey and Keeg Show. We got lead in the pencil. Our juices are flowing. We're ready to have some fun. Thank you guys for joining us. We wish you guys. We hope you guys had a really nice Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Diwali, Diwali, Diwali. What? what when is Diwali happening? Is I that, think I think it happened. I it think happened at the same time. Okay, I don't know. We'll have to ask one of our uh, yeah. Pakistani friends. But yes, we are happy to be here. I'm Mike Keegan, Mark Hirschman, Tony Walker. It's going to be a fun one today. I have a feeling. It, it's it's already fun, feeling fun. Yeah, I, I feel fun. Um, we have a great guest on for those of you who don't know. Which I, how how would they not know? And, uh, um, exactly. But uh, we have Colin Cosell coming on, who is um, the PA announcer for the New York Mets. Uh, I feel like that that's how we should lead in as far as describing who he is, because I'm sure this guy has had a lifetime of uh, being described as Howard Cosell's grandson. Exactly. But he yeah. is that that doesn't define him. It doesn't define him, but I'm sure it's it, it he's proud to build on the legacy. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that, that, that people describe you as uh as um as Mike Keegan's son. Yeah, your exactly. father, is that your father's name, Mike? <laughs> yeah, it is yeah, my dad's yeah. name. I didn't even know they that until just now. Arthur Keegan's grandson, the great uh yeah. transit NYPD police officer that was Wow. Yeah. 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 You know, it's my funny. grandfather actually worked with um uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's father. Wow, yeah. Lou Alcindor Sr. Is that so? They were huh? transit cops together. Yeah, that you learn something new every day on the Hershey Key Show. You do. Yeah, exactly. Phenomenal. How was uh, how was your Diwali and Christmas and Kwanzaa? My Diwali was phenomenal. Yeah, I had uh, we had a great Christmas. We did yeah. uh, Christmas Eve at, the, at my mom's house, and uh, she put together a, a great event. Um, we had uh, all types of family over. Did you have the, the, the seven fishes? Did you go for the we seven fishes? We don't really fishes? do that. I love seafood. A lot of my family doesn't like yeah. it. But I love it. We had like two and a half fishes. Two and a half yeah, fishes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We had like, uh, we had some breaded shrimp. Uh, we had some mussels. Okay. And uh, like imitation crab meat. So like two and a half fishes. This sounds like as Jewish of a Christmas <laughs> as anyone could possibly have in I their made life. a lasagna. I How made, was that? It was phenomenal. Really? Yeah, it came out very good. I got the the homemade lasagna noodles from A and S in Oceanside. Wow! I yeah, I, I kind of went all out. You did go all out. I did my own. I made my own ricotta mixture to put inside of it. A yeah, little, uh, little bechamel. You oh know, wow! Little. A little scungeal. You put your scungeal in it? <laughs> my scungeal. What, what does this taste like? Oh, that's Mike scungeal. <laughs> that's Mike scungeal. What's he doing? My, Tony, if you fucking muzzle that laugh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take your other leg off, Tony. You fuck. Christ almighty. Sorry. I was, I was watching another podcast today, and I was it really I wasn't even enjoying the content so much as I was the sidekick laughing. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. I'm like, wow, we have a guy who laughs his ass and off, but you never fucking know <laughs> because he's always muzzling up and turning his mic off and and gagging himself. <laughs>, laughs into a Pringles can. I mean, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> the guy's sitting there with a red gag ball, so he doesn't laugh. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> I find it annoying. No. No, it's great. It's great. Listen, well, laughter breeds yeah. laughter. Yeah. Okay? All right. So, you know, we certainly, we've established that we don't want you to speak, but you, your laugh is adorable. <laughs> your laugh is adorable, and uh, it's infectious, yeah. and, uh, you know... <laughs> 
if you watch some of these podcasts, though, like I'm sure you've seen the scene where it's, uh, Bobby Lee is being interviewed by those two guys, and he's talking about how he was molested as a kid, yeah, 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 and exactly. like just the, the fact that they're fighting back the laughter, yeah, and, and he's threatening to leave the show, exactly. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that's the f- best thing, and that's what it is. It's just like it, it, that him telling that story just comes up so soon, you can't help but laugh, exactly, and it makes me laugh as watching it. But then I hear that he was molested, and yeah, I, exactly. Uh, so but, we're gonna. That's the that is the new push for Tony going forward as we as we resolute into the new year. Tony, did you know I was molested as a child? You were? Yes. It works every time. That's because you volunteered though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can't that's because you volunteered. Yeah. Um I, I have but to no. I have to tell you that I had a, a wonderful Christmas Eve. Christmas we spent with Stacy's twin brother and, and his family out in mm-hmm. Bayshore. Christmas Eve we spent with the uh we were invited over to our neighbors, the Galena's house, which oh, I told I love you. The Galenas. Uh, yeah, lovely people. And uh you know, they I have to tell you, I, and I I don't even know which one of them made what. All I know is that there was uh, a, a tin of breaded shrimp that went went all day and night. I mean, this was, <laughs> I don't know if it was one of the seven fishes. I, I don't know what it constituted. But between that and the charcuterie board and there was um, there was sausage and there was meatballs and there was there was pasta. A little and, monogot, uh, a little, uh, I don't think there was monogot. A little uh, No, that was, I, I had that in my, sh- in my trousers, <laughs> my little right. shriadel. Um, but it was... Uh, uh, it was fin- it was fantastic, and uh, Stacy's twin brother hosted for us on Christmas Day. Um, we brought some chicken cutlets over to Stacy Fry. That was fantastic. How does a Jew sound like he had a better Christmas than I did? Yeah, I had uh, I had a thing? lovely Christmas. Uh, Maxwell got a new bicycle. Oh, nice! That's he got awesome. a, p- a pink camo something or other that cost an enormous amount of money. Oh, you got him a pink uh, bicycle. That's yeah, a pink bike, nice. and uh, I yeah. got some nice T-shirts. Uh, so that was cool. I was very appreciative. Of that nice um everyone was happy and it was it was nice and uh you know but i'm i'm happy to be uh to be back living regular life and i am too i'm always in like a little bit of a depression after christmas yeah. ends uh for a couple days and uh, but i you know i can't i can't I have no complaints i had a great christmas yeah. i got oar tickets wow carla got what? me tickets to go see oar this summer that is un wait is that the May uh, August, August, 5th August, show? 5th, August 5th the, 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 with the Goo Goo Dolls? At, at Wait, so, Beach. does that mean we're not going together to the one in Maryland? Or? Of course we are. No, we're still going to the one in oh, Maryland. Okay. okay. I'm definitely going to Maryland because now I got the tickets for free so I could afford to go to the Maryland one. So, that was nice. So, that's a huge gift. And she also surprised me when we went to go see Mark uh, Roberge, the lead singer of OAR. Uh huh. Uh, he was. It was at the City Winery in New York City. Mm-hmm. He designed his own label for the for the winery there. Wow! So she bought me that, and it's autographed by Mark Roberge. So wow! It's, uh, it's pretty pretty darn cool, dude. That is what every little boy always wanted. Is they're That's going up. All I really seats to go see uh, Mark Roberge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. O-A-R. Tony's muzzling the leg. <laughs> literally chop his other leg off. Well, I don't keep the mic on. But I don't. Did Silly Sally used to keep the mic on? I think she did. I think she did. I, I think she I, did. I'm not sure though. I think my, my mom got me tickets to go see The Sopranos at the uh, Patchogue Theater. Oh, I'm going to that. Are you really? Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. nice. Joey Cole hosting. Joey Cole is hosting yeah. it. So, yeah, it's going to wow. be cool. Uh, my mom, she got us four tickets to go. It's like Michael Imperioli, Bobby Bacala. Mm. Uh, 
Sammy the Sammy the Bull will be there. Gravano. <laughs> Sammy okay. the Bull Gravano is good. Be Sammy there. the Bull will be there. Andrew, Andrew pussy. Hill. Yeah. Pussy. Big pussy. pussy. That's what right. I'm. Yeah, big pussy, big pussy is be there. will be there. Okay. And, uh, I saw it once at, when they came to Westbury. It's fantastic. Is it really? Yeah, I don't. I don't know awesome. what to expect. Yeah, it's, it's, it's they really cool. uh, they just take they. I mean, Joey asks some questions. He'll do a set. Oh, uh, very cool. But awesome. um, and then they yeah they nice. take questions you know, from the audience. You know I know they do. They show videos of them in the supermarket telling each other what to do. Like you know like like little. Practical jokes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's <laughs> what they do, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's not it's the impractical joke. Sal, Sal Volcano of, of the. Wait, uh, oh, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Impractical Sopranos. <laughs> Take the potatoes out of the guy's hand and eat it. <laughs> Tie a balloon to that lady's purse. <laughs> Uh, the, so the Patchogue Theater. Patrick so Theater. that should be cool. I'm looking Sopranos forward are going to that. big time out in Patchogue because Michael Imperioli's on it. And yeah, I just finished watching him in White Lotus. Did anybody watch White Lotus? I, I no, I downloaded. I've been waiting. Check yeah, it I haven't, out. yeah, I heard two, it's, good. it's yeah. two seasons. The season on the second season, but and you don't really have good. to watch the first. You don't have to watch the first. Totally different. All right, totally different. Cool, but I do recommend the first. But. Okay, right. how was your Christmas, Tony? Uh, it was. Uh, it was good. Yeah. Sat with my mother and the kids and ate. Very nice. Yeah. There you go. Uh, obviously, by the fact that he's wearing a Hershey and Keeg shirt, he didn't get anything nice to wear. <laughs> That's right. Obviously. <laughs> That's right. Um, what's better than this? Nothing's, nothing's better than nothing's this. Nothing's better than that. Yeah, no, In I, fact, I, just today on my show, I was telling somebody how at the beach... You were up there doing your set, and lady behind me all of a sudden pulls out her phone and shows me her. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, my friend Lisa. I think yes. it was right. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that you guys had a good time. We're super excited about this guest, Tony. Are you gonna be able to put the screen on just so we'd be able to see him on the screen, or is that uh, part of the uh, dysfunctional dysfunction that's happening that's right now? That's part of the dysfunctional function, but okay. I may be able to work something. Yeah, out Yeah, so I don't screens. know. We didn't really talk about it. So we are. Rec- it's nine ten p.m. on Tuesday night. We were recording the show live, but um, nothing to do with governors or Tony or anything like that. There's no. been some streaming issues with uh, Vimeo and YouTube and some other things that. Uh, affect the the live stream so as soon as this show is over at 10 o'clock we're going to be posting it so you guys are going to be watching the replay as as most of you yeah. often do yeah um so the reason why you guys you guys get to see this this live it's, thing it's happening elon musk is what it is elon musk him, he's a weird bird that he guy there's no question odd, about it an odd duck so we won't be able to to see our guest uh but we'll be able to hear him yes I should be able to get something on these screens. Well, when we replay this back live, will will our guests be able to see him, though? Uh, or just be able to hear him when we replay the, the show back? Um, the, the fact that he's coming on Zoom right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'll be able to... Like, you'll see it on your screen? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. All right, that's good. That's good. Okay. So yeah, he he's probably going to be popping up on the uh on the Zoom any minute. Um yeah, we're just super excited about this. You know, we have a lot to talk about with Colin Cosell. Um for to those of you guys who are fans of the show, we have him do our introduction, the Hershey and the Keys catcher pitcher, which I don't even know if he knew at the time was, was a, little a little Freudian slip yeah. or something of that nature. Yeah. Yeah, but um he said he was going to be popping on at nine thirteen, and we're gonna um, we're gonna go at him with some good stuff. I have some great questions. Yeah, yeah. Some, some maybe a little Met talk. There's inter- some interesting. You know, it's going to be an interesting season for the uh, New York Metropolitans. Yeah, I mean they're in the middle of this Carlos Correa scandal. I know, I know. So is that deal is it done or is it still 
I think they're gonna they're gonna try to get maybe less money or less years with wow. him, or see what Scott Boris has to say because he's not gonna. He, I don't think he's gonna budge. But they, you know, yeah. I, I, you know what? It's a degenerative thing that he's got. Maybe they'll get five, four, five good years out of him. You yeah. Know? All right. And, yeah. Uh, so go ahead. Let's give him an introduction. You let me know. But yeah, super excited. It's uh We're about to have on the great Colin Cosell. Check, check, check. And then in the meanwhile you can post it on the TV if you can there. Check, yeah. check, 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 check. We hear you. Can you hear us? Can can you hear us? We hear you. I hear you. All right, All we right. don't we don't see you though. Oh, well I didn't know it was gonna be on camera. I look like pure oh. garbage, but we can <laughs> right. Would you prefer to stay just on audio Colin? Is that better for you? <laughs> I mean, it, listen. If you just want to see me in my uh, my pre long winter's nap, <laughs> well, that's how that's you know we're sitting here in our PJs basically. So we'd love to see you in our pre winter's nap. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, let's make this official. God damn it! <laughs> Ta da! There it is. is uh, Work related background. Let me do something fun here. Excellent. There you go. There As opposed to what's the typical background that you have on there? Uh, that's my uh, my day job, and uh, yeah, we're not gonna yeah, <laughs> not gonna exactly. do that. Not giving them free advertising. No, All right, no, here we, we are. don't want to do that. <laughs> um, right, so now I get to see me uh, in a beard in progress, um, a high school homecoming T-shirt, backwards cap, and I'm drinking a hot toddy out of a uh, a wedding mug. So well, we wouldn't know that any other way. <laughs> You're looking terrific. We certainly uh, appreciate you coming on, and 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 our you know our fans know you very well because you're the lead into our show every single week with the uh, with the the very generous uh, lead in that you did for us going back what six eight months ago I guess right uh, so as if as if I know what time is anymore come on <laughs> that was that was it's been that long the, and the funny thing is you knew nothing about us whatsoever and you did that out of the generosity of your heart our um, our show producer who goes by the very adorable nickname um, pig vomit had uh, had reached out to you our talent coordinator and you were like yeah i'd be happy to do it and you put together an adorable little uh, intro for us and i didn't get to thank you personally until my man pat reichert uh, introduced me to you at uh, city field a few months ago and i said wait a second colin uh, it's hershey from hershey and the keegs and <laughs> yeah, you know i remember it well uh, i was actually telling my wife the same story um and uh by the way pig vomit that's a howard stern reference it yeah. is that so it is a howard stern reference because we have uh basically uh it's a it's an old boss of mine who's a good friend i've been friends with him for 20 years and when i started this podcast out not even a year ago he uh he's always been a, a big howard stern junkie and a radio junkie and he's not you know me and mike are are uh, stand-up comics but this guy rich Kleiman has is not a uh, in entertainment whatsoever but he wanted to be part of the show he said how can i help you and i said well you know why don't you hustle a little bit and see if you can you can get us some uh, some guests and get us some content like that and ultimately he started hustling and he was shaking people down and he was being a real nuisance to some people and we loved it and uh, we dubbed him the nickname in honor of Howard Stern pig vomit uh, Paul Giamatti's character and he yep. has been uh, you know he said that's his favorite nickname next to his bar mitzvah name and he's loved it ever since <laughs> he's been an integral What's part his bar of the show. Uh, Moishel bin Schlockel is his uh 
<laughs> so you can understand why he that likes. That sounds like the. That sounds like what's left over from a bris. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And it's funny. Is that that's that is the there. medical that's, term, that's like I believe. <laughs> yes, and that's actually what we were just talking about. What we had on, it was one of the seven fishes for Christmas the other night. We had had that. So, um, but you were very, you were very generous to my son that day. You were very friendly, and Patty let Max. Uh, I'm sure you remember he he hit the apple or he hit someone's in the apples. I don't remember exactly what that was, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, you know, when I came back from from the show, you know, to, to the show next week, I had said to Mike, I said, "This is a guy that." gets it he he really uh, doesn't go through the motions i read your tweets all the time and you don't take this this job that you have lightly for the mets and i said this is a guy that i, I wanted to have on the show and, and mike despite me and him both being diehard yankee fans we were very committed to having you on and we appreciate you giving us a little time um it, it means a lot to us so thank you very much no i i appreciate the kind words i wish um I wish I talked to you guys more often. This is exactly the sort of uh, uh, motivational speakership I need in my life yeah. on a daily yeah, basis. Exactly. So, uh, well, uh, this will be the you. beginning of a beautiful thing. We don't have another guest uh, booked until August of 2027, so you can definitely be on the show until then if you want. I mean, listen, I've got nothing better going on for the next four years. It's not like I have a child on the way or a day job or a bunch of announcing gigs, so this is do, perfect. This will fill in the blanks. Do you have a baby on the way? Is that true? I do. Yeah, my wife and I are expecting. Uh, Mazel tov, son of a gun! I had no idea about that. A April, uh, April, Baruch she's Hashem. due. Congratulations! That's phenomenal. Thanks, um, man. Appreciate it. That's really wonderful news, and uh, we're super excited for you. And you will be happy to know, by the way, that you you come on a long list of uh, wonderful guests that we have had, and we've had. Um, Anthony Records been on the show, and Evan Roberts, and Chris Carlin. We've had some winners, and uh, you might be the the biggest winner today. We 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 think that we've scored a big year with you, and we're like I said, we're super appreciative. And we wanted to, we kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit about a couple of things. Um, you know, again, I noticed from your tweets that you sometimes you even get emotional. Uh, you tweet things out, and you you never seem to miss the moment at all. Um, what is the significance to you of this job? This is not something that you're just like, oh, I'm the Mets PA announcer. You seem to really kind of, um, it kind of hits you in the belly a lot when, when you refer to it by a tweet. What, what does it mean to you? What is this opportunity, what does it mean to you? First of all, I thought we were just uh, shooting the breeze. I didn't realize we were actually doing the show right now. I thought this was some in-between stuff. So now I'm, uh, now I'm a little mortified by what I've already said. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, now, in all seriousness, this, you know, this job is a dream come true. Um, you know, when I was five years old and I watched my grandfather do his thing for the first time um, because I was too young, <clears throat> excuse me, to be in the booth with him. Um, and when I was five and I watched him do uh, his, his radio show um, from his bedroom in um, his summer home in, in the Hamptons, I, you know, it, it, it would just kind of hit me like, okay, don't know exactly how microphones work, but I love what they do. Um, and that's what I want to do. I want to talk into microphones. I want to be in front of an audience in, in some capacity. So, um, you know, for me, it's, it's just the... It, it, it's it's exactly what I wanted, you know, um, without knowing it. I didn't know what a PA announcer was when I was five, but, you know, um, I just knew that I wanted to be um, addressing an audience through a microphone. And there's 
nothing more directly um, defined or that directly defines that than being a public address announcer. Yeah. Um, so it, it means a lot to me because it's um, there's a synergy there. You're not just, you know, it, it's kind of there's something almost theatrical about it. You know what I mean? Like you're it's it's live. It's it's you're getting the you're building the synergy with the crowd and uh, by announcing these names, you're getting these reactions and it's happening in real time. So it's like a step above radio and a step back from theater um, and is nothing like television because I don't have to look. I can look like this. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it, there, there's just something so perfect about it to me that I didn't even know I wanted, but I had always wanted. So it's something I take very seriously. Um, it's, you know, when it, when it comes to the pronunciations, the preparation, um, and, you know, being in that moment, because when you're a public address announcer, that, that moment is fleeting, you know, uh, it's the starting lineups, always a thrill. Like that is top of the tops for me. That's, uh, when the, there's no score, uh, you're not getting crushed. You're not winning by a thousand. It's, it's just, everyone's building up to that, um, uh, that ultimate moment of the game starting, uh, and then it's, you know, like little ebbs and flows, and it depends on the the, the tenor and cadence of the game itself. Um, if you're going to announce Pete Alonso and he's had three consecutive strikeouts, that next time you announce him up to bat, it's not going to be as exciting, and the crowd's not going to react as, as much as they would that first time you announce him up to bat. So when I posted that, I was very cognizant. Well, first of all, I was very reticent to actually post it. And I played it for my wife and I uh, I watched it back and I actually cried watching it because I was just like, wow, this is the moment that five-year-old Colin had always dreamt of. Right. And I was yeah. like, should I post this? My wife said, yeah. And so I did. And it was I've never really put myself out there the way I did right there. But that pretty much that encapsulates exactly um, the 33-year journey it took to to get to that point. Now, did you grow up? What, what was what were your sport teams as a kid? Or were you just all about sports journalism, and you weren't even focused on any particular team? Or did you have certain teams that you really were passionate about? It's funny when it comes to um, hockey, um, New York Rangers or bust. Okay. Um, you know the Islanders, the Devils, the Flyers, the Penguins, any other team out there. Uh, there's a couple that I respect. Um, but for the local teams, um, they can go to hell in a handbasket. Now, when it comes to other teams, um, you know, it was funny. When I grew up, the first New York championship I witnessed as a child was 1986 in the New York Mets. And so I was like, wow, the Yankees must be the underdogs of New York. Shows you how short-sighted and narrow-minded <laughs> a child is at age six um, without, you know, getting any history there. Um, so it's just like, ah, oh, you know what? I have no problem with the Yankees and uh, whatever. Um same thing with the the Giants. They won the Super Bowl not too long thereafter, and, uh, and I was just like, ah, you know, the the, the Jets must be the underdogs. I was right. Um, <laughs> Very. Yeah, but even a broken clock is right twice a day. So um, it uh, it was just kind of one of those things where I was just like, you know what, I I can root for New York now. My buddy Michael Kay would call me a fraud. He would tell me that's uh, that's not acceptable. And I'm like, well, when it comes to hockey, it is. Um, you know, yeah. I, I will be a Rangers fan, do or die. But, you know, my favorite Super Bowls of all time um, were the ones that the Giants won against the Patriots as a Jets fan. Like, there's never been a better Super Bowl in my life. Right. Um, 
you know, except for the Jets actually winning it against the Patriots, and that would never happen. So, um, <laughs> it's you know, it was a thing of beauty um, for me. And you know, in, in 2000, it was it was very it was kind of conflicting. It's just like I don't know what do I do here. Yeah. Um, in 2006, and um, was it six or seven? Sorry, again, uh, hot toddy. Uh, Carlos yes. Beltran, that last pitch that went by. Um, I was at the edge of my seat. I was at my mom's house, and I was screaming bloody murder. Um, so right. I, I've been a, uh, I'd say, a well-rounded New York sports fan. It's also, it's it's different, because growing up as a Cosell is just, a very different beast because my grandfather was dear friends with Fred Wilpon and was also very dear friends with George Steinbrenner. Yeah. Um, you know, my oldest brother is a Blue Jays and Dolphins fan. Why? Because he went to baseball games with my grandfather where the owners of teams would say, Hey, if I send you a cap and some other little <laughs> tchotchkes from the Toronto Blue Jays or the Miami Dolphins, will you root for my team? And he's like, Oh boy, will I? <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, uh, so he can be bought. And same thing with my second oldest brother. He's a Phillies fan and a Saints fan. Wow. What? Like, how does that happen? The yeah. one thing we had in common was being New York Rangers fans. So yeah. um, it was just part of the bizarre upbringing of being a Cosell, I suppose. Now, uh, Howard Cosell has been gone for, for many years now. I, I'm guessing that your granddad, he didn't get a chance to see too much of, of you embarking in this career. You were probably in your 20s, I'm guessing. I no, he didn't get to see any of it. He uh, he passed away when I was uh, 15 years old, um, and yeah. the only thing he got to see was a couple of like little performances of me uh, performances of me rather in a uh, in like little theatrical productions in elementary school. <laughs> um, and actually, like my first big lead in a uh, musical was uh, Tony in West Side Story, and uh, he passed away before we could actually show him the videotape of me like starring on stage oh, yeah. um so that was a, a pretty tough pill to swallow because i want to be like papa look what i can do exactly. um, did he, he kind of know that you were gonna wanted to carry on the legacy and you had aspirations he he definitely got that he got that vibe um yeah. there was during a retirement party of his uh there it was actually like his big retirement party um i was interviewed by a local TV station in New York. And I guess I was very articulate or something, but there, there was a casting agent who happened to be watching TV that night and reached out to ABC, reached out to my grandfather, reached out to my mom who spoke to me about this. And they said, they want you to audition um, for uh, a film. Like you, they thought you had really great presence. They liked the way you looked. I was this towhead blonde with you know blue eyes. Um, so much has changed, so sorry. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so like I went on a, a couple of auditions and, and came close to landing a couple of roles in movies. Um, uh, one of them was Lassie. There was a Lassie remake. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, were you, was it I, for Lassie, the position of Lassie they were trying? 100%. Uh, Lassie was going to be this towhead blonde with blue eyes. <laughs> was going to be extraordinarily articulate. Oh, yeah. uh, and Live action camera, dog. And that's yeah. what I was striving for, so I nailed it. I love it. Didn't now, have a role. They gave it to Macaulay Culkin. I remember... Um, 
reading something a few years ago, and I don't remember if you ever t- uh, did anything about it, but obviously when you started, uh, Todd Frazier was on the was on the team, and certainly there's a million things that your granddad was well known for, but down goes Frazier was one of them. Did you ever wind up encompassing the Todd? Good, Mark. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, did you ever encompass the Todd Frazier uh, down goes Frazier thing? I know I read something about it. I don't remember whatever happened about it. It did, um, and it was funny. My boss told me uh, we used to do in 2018. We used to do the um, the Nike clutch play of the game, and mm-hmm. if the Mets had won, it was whatever it was, you know, be it a walk off or the you know um, the, the the single that that you know broke it open or whatever the the, the big play of the game was. Sure. And one of them, the first one that I got to do was Todd Frazier had a walk off home run. And my boss comes flying into the PA booth and he goes, now's your time. You're going to yell, out goes Frazier. Uh, Todd Frazier's walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth is your Nike clutch play of the game. So I did. So I, I said, perfect. And so they said, all right, go. And I said, out goes Frazier. Todd Frazier's walk-off wow. home run in the bottom of the ninth is your Nike clutch play of the game. And I couldn't break out of my grandfather, so I was just stuck there. I was just stuck <laughs> in Howard land. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that was the first time. And, I, and then there was a few times thereafter. But I, I always kind of paid an homage um, when I would do the starting lineups. You know, it would be, you know, like, you know, uh, batting seventh, the third baseman, Todd Frazier. That was it. I I don't know. I I the first time you just said Frazier, I actually got goosebumps in my arm for real because there's you know something that can't properly be impersonated unless you're actually a Cosell. And he there's some sort of nuance that he has that he's he's not nailing anything. He's being Colin Cosell, Howard Cosell's grandson. So that's pretty phenomenal. Um, That must have been a pretty special moment for you. And uh, I'm sure that people around the Mets got a big kick out of that. Yeah. They did. Uh, yeah, there was uh, a lot of a lot of great feedback. Unfortunately, it was um, I don't know the I forget if it was a, a day game or something like that. But and the Mets weren't doing particularly well. It was in the middle of a losing streak, so there wasn't much of a crowd there. But a few people on Twitter reached out and they're just like, "Did you just was that a little hat tip to your grandfather?" And it was like, "Of course it was." Yeah, yeah come exactly. On. Exactly. Um, but uh, but they they really after that they they embraced it and the Mets started to kind of use that a little bit more. Uh, there was um, in 2019, I guess it was. Um, they did a a Monday night baseball. Oh yes, of course it was 2019. It was the um, the 50th anniversary of the '69 Mets, and we were doing an homage to yesteryear. So uh, Marisol Castro, my fellow PA announcer, and myself did a, a Monday night baseball or Sunday night baseball rather. Um, kind of uh reprise or homage and uh so i pulled out the old uh, mustard yellow uh abc uh sports oh, wow. jacket and wore it and uh Marty and i did a, a whole little montage uh thing homage montage um so uh, they yeah they embraced it they loved it That's and awesome. uh, but they've also you know they've really kind of let me become my own beast, so to speak. So um, the Mets have been incredible with it. Now, does is, does Matasol still co-host, um, share the job with you, or are you fully the PA announcer? Okay. No, yeah, yeah, no. We we alternate series. Um, so we technically there's 81 games, you know, home games. Um, we technically do 41 apiece, uh, which mathematically doesn't make sense. But what we do is we split opening day. So she'll do the pregame, and then I'll do the in game. 
So it's very interesting. Is that dynamic common throughout Major League Baseball stadiums where they where they do a shared type of gig like that? No, no, no. We um, I think we're really the only two headed monster other than when, you know, other PA announcers can't uh, make a game and they'll bring in uh, someone from their minor league team or, you know, an up and comer or something like that. But uh, no, we're the only two headed beast in, uh, in Major League Baseball. Um, and it, uh, it's really, it's, it's a fascinating dynamic because she is, uh, a Latina from the Bronx. She's a Puerto Rican from the Bronx. So when she's announcing Latin players, you're getting true Latin <laughs> right. flavor. Like she is thoroughly, she's, you know, uh, she's just nails the pronunciations that I cannot do. And she's fluid in, in both. She's bilingual. Um, meanwhile, I'm some gringo from Connecticut who's just like Todd Frazier. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it kind of loses its luster when I'm like Francisco Lindor. Like, they're like, stop, yeah. you're pandering, nope. don't do it. Exactly. But um, I, when you announce uh, Jewish players from Bensonhurst, you <laughs> nail it, I have heard. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, and like, Hey, Shlomo Heisenberg. <laughs> like, wow, that's fantastic. Mark Hirschman. <laughs> um, that's phenomenal. So do, does that look like that's going to, I mean, she's not going anywhere, you're not going anywhere, so you guys are totally content just kind of riding this out for, for a while. Ideally. I mean, we both have day jobs. You know, we, we both have lives um, outside of the Mets. I mean, it, I honestly wish that uh, I could say that for 41 days out of the year, uh, I work, and then the other 324, I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, and and Maddie's on TV. She's on Pix 11 in New York. She's on Monday through Friday from nine till whatever she's. Yeah, on. no, she's great. Um, yeah, terrific. Yeah, she's she's phenomenal what she does, and it's funny. Sometimes worlds collide. Like you know, she'll have me on as a guest on uh, on Pix, and um, and we have an absolute blast. We have a, a great sibling relationship. Um, we it it kind of like struck on day one, and it was just like. We're going to mess with each other the way siblings do, but we're going to back each other up the way family does. And it's it's been like that since day one. And uh, I mean, yeah, we we mess with each other on on holidays, like yeah, Merry Christmas, yeah, Feliz Navidad. Oh, enough with that, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> there's, cute. Uh, there's there's actually like a little group thread of uh, us in the PA booth, and we're we're in constant contact. We have a very tight knit little group. I love it. Now, you know, so I was in that booth and, and I felt it. I mean, you know, Pat, uh, our mutual friend, uh, who introduced me to, to you and some other people in the, in the booth there. And I was like, these people love each other. You could, it felt like it was a, like a, like a frat party in there. Like everyone was it's, just hanging out and eating and just having a great time. They couldn't wait to get rid of that. you. It's, uh, when I'm in there, people refer to it as the, uh, the frat house of Radio Row. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. But it, all it, the ne'er do wells just come and hang out with me, and we just sit there, and it's just you know, just BSing. I mean, uh, literally, like they walked Max football. in, and and Max was hitting the button and raising the apple up and down, and I'm like, is this real life here? <laughs> like, yeah, it. Listen, I and I feel the same way every time I, I show up to City Field. I feel the same way every time I pass City Field. Like for my day job, I travel a lot. And if I'm like on my way to LaGuardia or, you know, leaving from LaGuardia or on my way to JFK and, and there's City Field in my sights and I'm like, my voice fills that stadium. Like Man. that's awesome. insane yeah. to me. You know, when I park there, I'm like, I look up every time I look up at the big city field and I'm like, this is surreal. You know, I hear my friends' voices echoing, bellowing from, you know, like the pregame coming out of the, the stadium and I'm like, 
those are my friends and coworkers. Like it, yeah. it's still a pinch me moment every day. And, and just to kind of so people who 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 have never been there, which I assume ninety nine percent of the people have not. Um, it's only a few footsteps away from where um, Howie Rose is. How many ten feet from you guys? Uh, you know where he is and uh, Keith and Gar. I mean, all these guys are there right there, and this guy is just he's just doing his thing. Yeah. Hat pulled back, same type of you know. It was just. Uh, it, it just felt really like a, a cool environment to work in, and uh, it seems like you enjoy it just as much as that. Well, full full disclosure, I like um, the first couple of years, first two and a half years, like I would dress up. Like I was in dress pants, dress shirt, did my hair and all this stuff. And, and I was looking at the people around me. I'm like, my God, everyone's just very relaxed yeah. in their attire and like that's not who i am i have been wearing a hat backwards i'm a product of the 90s yeah. i've been wearing a hat backwards since i was like eight or nine years old and i'm not about to stop now i'm like i rock that in my adidas sambas um i'll wear mm -hmm. you know like regular pants whatever but then i was like oh i can still be somewhat professional and wear my mets polo so i have like a bunch of mets polos and i'll wear that um and and it's very relaxed but to your point yeah, the radio row, like we're the last door before the control room. And then there's an auxiliary room. And then there's DJ Razor who does all the music uh, during the games. And then there's uh, Spanish video, uh, Spanish visiting radio, Spanish home radio. Um, and then auxiliary room, auxiliary room. And then Howie um, and whoever's going to replace Wayne. Um, and then there's a little hallway. And then there's the press commissary. Uh, where like in the press calf is like a who's who of whatever teams in town. And then of course our talent. And then of course the, the TV broadcast booth and we're, we're all there. Um, and we see each other all the time. And at first, you know, I, it takes a lot for me to get starstruck, but as a New York Rangers fan, Howie Rose is a part of like my, I I, a massive part of my broadcasting history in 1994 with that iconic call of, uh, Stefan Matteo's yeah. goal. And, um, and then, you know, a year later, I find myself during a rain delay sitting here watching the NHL playoffs with Howie Rose, uh, and we're just sitting there talking hockey. And it was like, is this real? And now we just we just you know shoot shoot the BS, and um, he'll come up to me and start imitating my grandfather. I'll be like. Colin, Coach Sell, and I'll be like, Howie, this actually you're getting better. <laughs> you know, cool. so it's um, a very interesting dynamic that you have. So, so you're you have reverence for these people, and that they had. They all had reverence for your grandfather, especially like Howie Rose, who's probably in his 60s now. He really, when he got into the business, Howard Cosell was was the yeah. the guy. Yeah, there's I mean, not one broadcaster who didn't look at Howard. Cosell I mean, he as the was gold, the guy. The Howard standard. Cosell, Keith yeah. Jackson, Frank Gifford. I mean, yeah. that was it. That was he, all of us. He, he's told me he's told me the story, uh, you know, a few stories about him. The first time he met my grandfather. Um, and it's always a scary thing when someone tells me that if they lead off with, oh, let me tell you about the first time I met Howard Cosell. <laughs> and I'm like, this, there's a, a, a there's an 80% chance this is not going to end well. <laughs> you know, if my grandfather didn't know who you were and you didn't have a reputation that he respected, he, he kind of had to earn that respect. Yeah. Um, because and it wasn't him just being an a-hole. It was because he had to work his tail off to get to where he was, you know. Um, he was told he sounded too New York when he was trying to break into TV broadcasting, which meant he sounded too Jewish. And, yeah. you know, and he had faced anti-Semitism and, uh, and, and just, you know, people that did not want to see him succeed. And so he, once he had like earned that right and earned his stripes, 
Um, you know, he didn't want to be bothered with people. Bob Costas, every time I tell him, Bob, every time I see him, Bob Costas tells me the same exact story and it never gets old about the first time he met him. Um, and he's like, ah, the child Costas, the man who endlessly pontificates about the in infield fly rule. Like it's, <laughs> and it's, that's it's the amazing. Same and then we just sit there and shoot the breeze. And again, for me, it's one of those things where I'm like, these are my peers now. And that mm -hmm. is something that is also one of those pinch me moments where I'm like, I, these are no longer the people I watch on TV. These are my peers. Are and, with, yeah. you know, to a certain degree, it's kind of look up at the sky and be like, hey, Papa, I made it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you're, you're absolutely living a dream. And it, it's just, again, I'm getting goose, goosebumps thinking about it. Um, Maybe share with us, if if you will, something uh, maybe like uh, a tender moment, something that that you and, and Grandpa Cosell used to do when you were a kid that we would be like, wow, that's pretty amazing that you're just hanging out with your granddad. To us, he was a a major icon. Um, what what did you guys do together? What was he? What did you like to do? Or where would he take you? Or you know, what did you guys talk about? We we uh, we would smoke cigars together. Yeah, he got me on cigars at age six. Six. It's uh, yeah. it it a very different time. Mm -hmm. um, now, I the, the the one story that stands out to me uh, is well, I mean, there's there's a ton. Um, one that really stands out to me is when um, uh, it was Labor Day weekend, 1992, I believe, and. I was at my grandfather's uh, summer home, the same place where I discovered my affinity for microphones. And he, I was swimming in the pool. My grandfather was sitting inside watching the Yankees game. And the rest of the family was like at the beach or something. And I guess my grandfather was supposed to be watching me in the pool, but like I was 12, it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm just swimming, just kind of minding my own business. And my grandfather comes, comes out onto the deck and it was a split level deck. So the pool's on the lower level and he walks out and he goes, son, you've got to come in here. And I just like, like he's never barked at me like that. Like I thought I was in trouble or something was on fire in the house. Like what is happening here? Right. And for all I know, I levitated out of that pool. I don't even remember drying off. I don't remember <laughs> how I got out. I just knew it was just like, must get to Papa as quickly as possible. And it's like, Papa, what's going on? He's like, there's a one armed pitcher for the Yankees <laughs> about to get a no hitter. Wow. You've got to see this. And um, my grandfather always championed and, and uh, admired the underdog. Um, you know, his one of his greatest hero, heroes and friends of all time is Jackie Robinson. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he he had me sit there and um, and yeah, we we watched uh, Jim Abbott pitch a no hitter um, with you know a, a glove on a nub and and a very yeah. capable arm. Yep. Um, and, and, and against a very potent lineup of the Cleveland Indians, mind you. Oh yes, yeah. It, it was you know they, they, it was one of those those years where the Indians were actually okay. Yeah. Um, all, they had Bayerga, they had they had yeah. Bell, they had some studs. That was a that was a, a really deep lineup back then. Yeah. Yeah, um, and he finished it. My grandfather was just like, "You never forget a moment like this. That is the power of the human spirit." Uh, it's just one of those things where I'm like, "Wow." Yeah, so, so. so we're actually a little extra sensitive to, to things like that. Uh, Tony Walker, who's our producer, and I don't know if he's on camera right now, but uh, he's overcome a lot in his life. Tony actually has uh, is missing a leg. So uh, I, I don't know if I can compare, um, you know, being a, a producer, uh, a radio producer. Tony's the Jim <laughs> Abbott of our show. I don't know. If, <laughs> 
but it's uh, this is not a joke, not shtick. Tony actually overcame um, an ailment years ago, and he's missing a leg. And he we're very proud to have him as our uh, as our producer here. Um, and I don't know how many times Tony has been brought into conversation in comparison to the great Jim Abbott. But <laughs> here's your shot, there, buddy. I get mistaken for him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's it'd uh, be, I think it'd be more impressive if he was uh, if he was producing a, a podcast about soccer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, no, he does a big pogo stick podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I have not met the man. I can't make any more jokes. That's the only one I got. Oh, oh no! You well, so you have to realize we're all stand up comics here, so you can make. I, the, there's no listen, jokes. I, I did stand up for for over 15 years, and I know like, yeah, that exactly. was one of my outlets. Yeah. So I did. A, me and Mike were talking about that. That I did. A, we did a little a crack uh, research staff. Um, that you were an intern at SNL. You did comic comedy for many years. Um, how how has that helped make you who you've become over these over all these years? Um, it certainly allows you to um, deal with adversity with levity. Because um, you know, I'm one of those people that in an awkward situation, I quickly go to you know, or make a joke, make a joke, make a joke. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I will say for my other announcing gig with the New York Riptide, with the uh, with the NLL, the National Lacrosse League, um, that's a a no holds barred rip roaring good time. Like I am announcing the entire match, all four quarters. I am on the mic. Uh, trying to get the crowd amped, announcing goals, announcing, um, you know, uh, paid advertisements and, and PA copy and everything else. But everything else I'm supposed to do, one of the things they they really want me to do more than anything is antagonize the opposition <laughs> and turn it into a show and make it uh, comedic. Um, so I... I literally... I, I sit there and just lambast the other team. Like, I had... Um, Let's hear the last uh, the, the last game we had. It was um, a week a uh, week and a half ago, and it was against the Halifax Thunderbirds. The Halifax Thunderbirds in 2019 moved from the uh, Rochester. They used to be the Rochester Nighthawks. We read we read about that, Mike. <laughs> yes, that's right. The, <laughs> the Rochester Nighthawks. Yeah. Yes, um, which is now a team that became. Uh, I guess you know they they brought them back. I don't know. I'm I'm still getting acclimated to the whole thing, but. So when I announce a team, like, I'm like, here's the New York Riptide. And it's just like this big boisterous thing. <laughs> and then I'll say something really um, just douchey about the other <laughs> team. Amazing. I was like, I'm like, and fans, because I'm contractually obligated. And also because you've got to have respect for anyone who's able to escape Rochester, New York. <laughs> Here they are, the Halifax Thunderbirds. That's phenomenal. That's great that you get to use your comedy skill set and like roasting it's and... And it's cool. all, it's a lot of it's improvisational. Like I'll do some prep work. Um, you know, I'll, I'll do just a Google search of like, Hey, give me 10 fun facts about Halifax, Nova Scotia. And they'll be like every day at noon, they shoot off a cannon in honor of the British army that came through in 1852. And I'm like, they've been doing this every day since 1852. So I said, fans, you know, if you don't like the fact that Halifax just scored six unanswered goals, just keep in mind that every day they fire a cannon at 12 noon. And that means their number one export is human excrement and dogs that just <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's great now wh where do they where do these games play the new york riptide is it the coliseum yeah the coliseum yeah i go all the time you know what what do you what the mausoleum nassau coliseum what do you what are your thoughts on still what smells like asbestos <laughs> 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 what are your thoughts on the sleaze 
<laughs> so we still have the sleaze. Um, He's a buddy of ours. He's in here all the time. It's uh, no kidding. Um, Jay, Fat Jay. Is it Fat Jay? Yeah. <laughs> what is the sleaze? I thought that was my nickname when I was in Hebrew school. <laughs> that's just what, what I call you. When you... Fat Jay? That, that's what he goes he, by, Fat there, Jay. There's a comic named Fat Jay. Is the sleaze, is that the one who <clears throat> has to beat people in races? Yeah. Or is that... Yeah. Well, that's that's what... Uh, the, what do they call it in, like, the, the real one? The, oh, um, the, the guy at the Atlanta Brave Games? The freeze. Yes. The freeze. The freeze, the right. Freeze. So the Riptide has the sleaze. And, oh. and it's Fat Jay. He he goes out there with, with you know the face covering and a cape, and he's bare-chested. Oh, shit. Does what he ever win the race? No. 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 <laughs> no, and sometimes I'll leave the, the, the penalty box, and I'll, like, run up and, and try to distract him. I'll start running aside, <laughs> like, alongside him and trying to interview him. And poor guy is just, like, Winded. starting to turn purple. Uh, like, it's it, he's not just struggling. For the sake of the audience, the man is struggling. Yes, <laughs> he, he's a wonderful guy. He's on. Uh, he's on this in the studio constantly. Plays the so club a lot. You yeah. see him. He's a comic here in the Governor's Comedy Club. He was, he was here comic. today with me. He was here yeah. today during the day. Yeah. That's the next time you see him. Um, is that does my buddy Peter Schwartz affiliated with that Riptide thing as well? You know, Peter, Peter Schwartz is affiliated with every team in every booth and anywhere there's a microphone that will hire Peter Schwartz. Um, <laughs> no, because no, Peter Schwartz is a buddy of mine as well. He, that man has occupied more booths uh, than Kardashians have NBA locker rooms. Like, oh, hey oh, <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? No, not too soon. No, because I, it's funny. I, I live in the same town as Peter Schwartz, and, and I never had met him, but I, I knew who he was, and uh, I was at a, a football game watching my son play flag football a couple of months ago, and uh, one of the other parents came up and said, hey, I heard you're, you interviewed uh, Chris Collin on your podcast, and somehow we were talking about some of my guests, and then a woman standing next to this guy is like, wait a second, you must know Peter Hirsch. Um, uh, Peter, Peter Hirsch. Peter Hirsch. Peter Schwartz. You must know Peter Schwartz. I can't get him out of my mind, Peter Hirsch. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know of Peter Schwartz, but I don't know who he is. And she's like, he's right here. And then I got to meet Peter Schwartz, and we've been, you know, bullshitting. He's going to come on the show as well. So I assumed you knew him in some sort of fashion. Yeah, no, I, lo I love Peter, um, and he's uh, he's got a lovely wife and, and two lovely boys. So he's, yeah, he, he's a, a a hell of a guy and a hell of a hard worker too. And he that is. Man, it's it's incredible. Like I, he I, <laughs> just he just pops up everywhere. It's incredible. Like, he had the he had the, uh, the 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 hosting spot on Thursday night at FAN, eleven p.m. to two a.m. He was on the radio. I, I, there's not a station I haven't heard him on. I think I heard him on the Spanish station one day, being like, well, "Yeah, Bienvenido, uh, del Radio, uh, me llamo Pedro Schwartz." Right, right. That's exactly right. I'm like, dude, how did he? He was on the Korean station. Like, the dude's everywhere. They, he's a tour de force. He is a real. He's a good ton of shuma, as my grandfather would say. He's a really nice guy, and uh, yeah. oh, I can't wait to have him on the on the show because uh, then he can make fun of you as well. So that's going to be actually just exciting. make me a surprise guest in the background just be like and speaking of colin here he is now and i'll be like peter you should be announcing for the little league's world championship in like he, south vietnam no he actually does here. he does like a a high school league as well i know he does some some games as well he does everything yeah he does everything he does professional figure skating i heard he's done like yeah rifle shooting like he's just yeah, he does skeet shooting as well. That's I, big. I think he did the. I think he announced the launch of the uh, the James Webb telescope. Like the guy's yep. just everywhere. 
<laughs> yeah, he was there when they walked on the moon for the first time. Oh, this he was is there exciting. When they the car, he was just like, this is Peter Schwartz. I'm standing here with Henry Ford. Tell me about the factory. Like, <laughs> how do you do it? Oh, man. We got more than we bargained for today with yeah, Colin right? Cosell. Yeah, this exactly. is exciting. Um, we are gonna, we're going to let you go, but I, I, I want to hear quickly from you. Uh, and I know Mike and I were talking about this before the show. Is Correa going to be a Met or is he not going to be a Met? What do you think? I have no idea. I, I just happen to get up in the middle of the night because I'm in my mid-40s now, and getting up in the middle of the night to use the restroom is a thing, I guess. Yes, um, very much so, yeah. Yeah, so, and I just happen to, like, you know, it's just kind of shuffling back to bed, and I was looking on Twitter, and it's just like, oh, my God. So I'm just kind of, <laughs> I, I'm, like, still trying to grasp what happened there. I, I, I don't know. I don't, get, I don't get involved in the rumor mill. I just, yeah. I just you know, um, I just know that no matter what, we're like in phenomenal hands with Uncle Steve. I know that he's not going to sell the farm literally. Yeah. And to... regardless, you have a ridiculous lineup that you're going to be able to announce yeah. this year. Oh it's yeah, be... I'm not worried about it. There's a trade yeah. deadline. There's still options out there, and there, he's looking to win now, but build a future. And I love that vision. I mean, yeah. I think you know, I no matter what happens, I don't care. We have Korea. Awesome. I've already practiced the lineup for t different variations, including Darren Ruff. Why would I do that? <laughs> right. Well, actually, and you make sure because Peter Schwartz might get some left-handed DH at bats this year. So Listen, if Peter Schwartz enters my booth, so help me God, there's going to be fisticuffs. He's coming. I'm coming there. Patty's going to bring me and Max, and I'm going to bring Keegs, and I'm going to bring Tony. We're going to hit the apple together. We're going to we're going to buy you a, a dinner or lunch, and we're going to have a great time. I'm going to a Riptide game. That Riptide. sounds like all. Awesome. No, you know you what? January seventh. I'll hook you guys yeah. up with tickets. Sweet. Uh, tell that to Peter Schwartz. He'll be there in a second. <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'll make a note that we're going to go to a Riptide game. Yeah, well, ja January seventh is the next game. All right, so, Tony. You make a habit out of these. Games? Oh, I've been going to. I've been going to the indoor lacrosse games for years. I go I back. Didn't know that. I go back with the Saints. Yeah. Wow. I used to. <laughs> oh, it's another story. I got. I'm, yeah. I was involved with the Saints a little bit, but that's a whole other. Story. You are a Saint, yeah, Colin right. Cosell. You're a Saint. We love you. That you were a great guest. We're super excited to have you. Um, we will see you at the Riptide Games. We're we going to do this. Yeah. No, I'd love to. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and we listen. All kidding aside, we can't appreciate what you've done for us tonight. You were a great guest. Uh, good luck with this little baby that's happening, and we will definitely catch up with you soon. I look forward to seeing you guys at the Riptide game. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll be there. Blast. Listen, this Thanks is so uh, such a, a wonderful break from, um, you know, the, not, no offense to any podcast I've been on before or radio show <laughs> I've been on before, but this has been a lot of fun to fraternize with uh, fellow comedians. It kind of brings me back to the good old days uh, when you're waiting in the wings. So thank you Absolutely. so much, gentlemen. This has been a blast. Hey, and if you ever want to come you. down one night, you want to hang out with us at the club or in the green room on a show that we're at together, we'd love to have you. Get as long as they've stage. got whiskey and beer, I'm there. You right. got it, yeah, absolutely. Did. Throw them up on stage. That'll be cool. Thanks, Colin. Oh, yeah, I'll Thank bring out one of my old sets. Thanks so much. <laughs> All right, be good. Right, have a great Take night. Care. Thanks so much. Be well. God, what a what a home run of a human being, yeah, huh? See, what a great guy. That's phenomenal. That was really a lot of fun. A very good. So guy. cool. Yeah. And, uh, it was important that I segued about Tony's missing leg to him <laughs> when he's telling me it, a heartfelt <laughs> Howard Cosell it's just, with his grandson watching listen, Jim Abbott. It, oh, yeah, Tony's only got one leg. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Like, if you look back over the past eight or nine months, I would say there's been more uh, more hits than misses. Yeah. Um, but that was a miss. Like, I don't you know. know he, he's literally telling me one of the like a, a super cool story about <laughs> arguably. One one of the greatest um, sports journalism, sports the, media the greatest people sports ever. Guy. The guy announced John Lennon's death. 
Yeah. On Monday Night Football. That's, That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and I, for some reason, segue into comparing Tony <laughs> to Jim Abbott. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jim Abbott, perfect game and all, but you know Tony over here. <laughs> we yeah, all, okay. all looked at you like, "What in the world is he doing?" <laughs> no, because the truth is, like, ultimately, Tony having a leg, two legs, no legs has literally no bearing on doing what he's doing here for us. You know, it, it, it doesn't at all. So the truth is, uh, that was uh, that was a miss. You know, I listen. I can take hey, it. it. Was a- I, I do. I I, I do okay. It was okay. a thing. It was something. It was a thing. It was yeah. something. Yeah. Um. I I. It was interesting. I wanted to to bring up. There was so much more I wanted to bring I up. I know we gotta have him back on. I wanted. To oh talk my about god. The John Lennon stuff because I know Howard Gosell was on a kind of the friendly basis with John Lennon. That's right. Yeah. You know if Colin ever you know got to hang out with him, Muhammad Ali. You know. It, what what a, what an incredible guest! What I an incredible love to guy! Have him on again because I have a lot of stuff, but but it was great because he he covered a lot of stuff that on his so, own that we wanted. So to. let's let's make a commitment to each other. Um, Riptide game with Tony since yes. Tony knows the ropes and and uh, he'll take us there and we'll probably get to hang out in the booth or maybe call some of the game. I, I don't know, um, <laughs> but so that we'll do that. Um, yeah, man, that was that was that was super phenomenal. I, I will tell you the Riptide, <laughs> they suck beyond belief. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they're bad. They're bad. Wow, they're really bad. I didn't. So but it's still fun to go. I remember the Saints used to play there <coughs> when I played lacrosse. They, we used to get tickets to, the, and they had a roller hockey team there too called the Long Island Joes. Yes, yeah. right. The 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 New York Saints they had this, they had this thing for for halftime. They'd bring out a local high school uh, uh, kick line. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They did this for years, and they would you know do their bit you know do their dance routine. I was joking around with some friends one day, and I got up and I got in the aisle and I was imitating them. So the next game comes, and they we we had we had uh, season tickets. So the people around us like, do it again, do it again. So I did it again. This turned into a thing. I did this for like eight years. Really? They put the spotlight on me. ESPN had me on. Yeah, it was crazy. I did this for years, and then they brought the Saints back to one of these Riptide games. And some of them, some of the players even recognized, like saw me after the game. They recognized me. Yeah, it was nuts. I did that for a long time. There's one thing I have to. um, I was going to hold on to it until. until next week, but I, I can't because it's it's uh, I have a little egg on my face, so I have to talk about something. You were just talking before about Mark Roberge yes. and the uh, city steam. What is it called? <laughs> city winery. Yeah, <laughs> city winery. Yes. So um, I have to I have to confess something. So when I uh, me and my best friend Dave started making our annual overnight uh, Saratoga trips. This is this is going on several years ago. That just him and I would be going to Saratoga um, Sunday into Monday or Saturday into Monday. This one particular Sunday night many years ago, we were at a bar called Gaffney's and hopping Saratoga town. We had a couple of drinks, um, and there was a, a band that started playing. It was just a, a woman and a man who I later learned that they became married, and um, she's a vocalist. He plays uh, bass, guitar, blah, 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 blah. Um, they do a lot of cover stuff, but they also do original stuff, and we got to become friendly with them where I would, we would go every year. We would see them. I would make sure I knew wh- when they were playing at Gaffney's or somewhere else. Nice. We would buy merch. Um, they knew us when we, when they saw us, they said hello. Um, I remember, 
um, a friend of mine who writes for Rolling Stone. I got him to do an, uh, an interview with them. The name of the band is called Circe, S-I-R-S-Y. Okay. I posted about them before. Mm-hmm. Um, Melanie and Rich are their, uh, are their names, and they've opened up for Maroon 5. They've been oh, voted wow. um, best band in upstate New York for like seven years in a row at one point. Ooh. They're just they're excellent, yeah. you know, but they're uh, and they travel. They're probably the busiest band you've ever seen. They travel in a big white van around the country, mm-hmm. and they probably do about 250 dates a year. Oh, wow. And they go from here to Arizona, back, yeah. whatever. So I always look to see um, where they're going to be. Are they going to be, you know, sometimes they're at the bitter end, mm-hmm. which you're familiar yeah, with. Yeah. So the other day I saw um, that they had a New York City date coming up at the end of January, and they're going to be... Um, Opening for the Adam Ezra, Ezra group is that what it's called? It's some better band than, better than Ezra, and yeah, and they're going to be performing with them really? at City Steam in the city. Really? So, the, <laughs> uh, so I have to go now to City Steam or whatever the hell <laughs> it is. City Winery. So it's a Sunday night in the January. Okay, you're going to go with me, obviously. Obviously, yeah, obviously. Um, and uh, all maybe, the maybe Mark Roberts will be there. Chances are Mark Roberts will be there with Chrissy Metz. Um, <laughs> but I have to. I I want to go. It's on a Sunday night, seven thirty. Maybe just you and I go. I I'll don't go know. With you. It's a great yeah. venue. It's a cool place. No, it's just funny how I was. I'm always making fun of the venue yeah. and everything. And now, and now they're it. It. So we're gonna go. So yeah, we're, gonna we're gonna go gonna, and eat. And I know go they see have sorcery at at the city winery. Yeah, Cersei. S I R S Y. Seriously. Uh, yeah. So uh, Melanie and Rich, we're coming to see you at the City Steam. It'll be me, Mike, Chrissy Metz, Mark Robert. <laughs> Uh, and the other 168 seats will be sold out as well. <laughs> now, what do they do? What do they, they do covers? Um, I don't know. I don't know what the Adam Be- Better and Ezra well, thing better is. Better than Ezra is, yeah, they were a popular band in the 90s. Yeah. So, but Melanie, you know, what, not not as good of a band. Ezra. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what what is it is. Better okay. than Ezra. You're mocking me. <laughs> Just stop. You're hurting me feelings. I don't know if you guys uh, know Hanukkah is not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. A good, but what I'm telling you is <laughs> Melanie has a voice that she she could, like, if she ever went on The Voice or one of those things, mm-hmm. she would definitely get through a round or two. Get on, She's yeah. good. She's phenomenal. Um, doesn't matter. We're going to go see it. We're going to go. We're going to see yeah. better, better Than Ezra. We're yeah. going to go see Cersei. Yeah. Cersei. Yeah. So I wanted to tell you about that. Um, I think I want to close the show tonight with something that's very important. Um And we've gone on and pontificated about Tony's importance to us. And he is important. One leg, no legs, doesn't matter. Tony has a big week coming up, you know. And much to the surprise of our audience, I I know people, when they hear this, they're going to be surprised based on what they hear from him. But Tony's actually a comic. So (laughs) I'm surprised. People are like, what? Not that guy. Because every time he says something, they're like, oh, let's go ahead and get some water from the fridge or something. (laughs) But anyway, you know, obviously, Tony runs this radio studio. It's a tireless job. And once in a while, people throw him a bone. They're like, all right, well, if you can bring five people, we're going to put you on this show. <laughs> but Tony's got not one, but two comedic performances coming up. He's going to be at Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown Thursday night, this Thursday night, on the All-Star Comedy Show, right. which will be many comics. Maybe even you are on, and I don't maybe even I'll know. Even stop down. Um, so that, I don't. That's happening in the main room on Thursday, Tony? It is. It is. And I believe I heard that you might be on a show on New Year's Eve as well? That is correct. Is that going to be the giggle room or the main room? The giggle room. 
Is that Joey Cole's show? What is that all about, that Giggle Room show? Uh, it's a Butera thing. A John Butera thing, okay. And the Thursday is what? What is that? <clears throat> it's just a... I don't even know. It's just James asked me to come down and do a set. Yeah, it's a wow. Thursday night fundraisers. That'll be awesome. I'm yeah. going to come down. I'll, I'll be hanging. I might even come down yeah. for that. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, Tony's gonna, Tony doesn't perform that frequently, right? Is that about right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. But he's performing this week he's twice. Performing more so than I am. get your ass yeah. down here to see Tony Walker. Um, it'll probably be pretty quiet in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's very good. I saw him a couple weeks ago. He did a great job. No, well, thank you, man. No, I, you. I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm, I saw it today. I'm like Tony. Let's let's push this. Let's see if we can get some people to come down. This and is what Tony. this is what you hear when I'm when I'm doing my stand up right there. Yeah, that's there right. It is. Exactly. Um, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So we're excited for you, Tony. We love you. We Thank can't you wait. Guys. To, no, it's we, very nice. Have uh, have a great spot on Thursday and as well as on Saturday. And uh, that's it. I, I'm good, Mike. Unless you yeah, there's something else you no, want to talk spend about. Your, spend your whole New Year's here at Governors. Go to that early show that Tony's on. And then I'm producing the late show here at Governors. And okay. The, in the in the giggle room also. Yep. That show starts at ten. Goes right to the ball drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to be there. I'll be at Mohegan Sun in in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. If anybody's near there. Get some tickets. But if not, get your tickets for uh, New Year's Eve right here at Governor's Comedy Club. Awesome. In the uh, Giggle Room. Either uh, early show or late show. We wish you guys a happy and healthy New Year. We'll see you after the New Year. Um, we appreciate you as always. Um, for those of you who were disappointed that you couldn't watch this live tonight, we're sorry. We have nothing we, we could what do. What the fuck do you want us oh, to we do? Have, we have no fucking idea. <laughs> I don't know. We have no idea. We're lucky Tony shows up every week. We don't, we don't have no fucking clue what's yeah. happening. Um, what do you want so, from me? So you'll be watching this uh, by 10.30 tonight or whatever it is. Yep. And that's it. That's a wrap. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Happy and healthy New Year. Spread the we word love for us. We'll see you in the New Year. Have a great night. Happy New Year, guys.